Hello everyone, this is Will. And Lexi. Uh, with the DannyCast. We're back after a bit of a hiatus due to Thanksgiving and Lobster Trap and some other work-life events. <laughs> Mostly work. Mostly work. Uh, and we're going to start talking about our top 20 games of, uh, of all time. Yes, so I'd like to um, give a prelude to how I pick my top 20. Will painstakingly cuts out these tiny pieces of paper that have a list of all the games he's ever played I think ever, right? On it? Mostly. Mostly. Um, Of course, I haven't played some of these games. So what I do is after he organizes his list, which I don't look at, I then take all of the little pieces of paper and I throw them into a pile that is never played this before and also total garbage that I never want to see again, which is a bigger pile than you might think. And, (laughs) And then also, these are good. Rank these. So I ranked about, what? Like 100 games this year? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So Uh, let's proceed. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I do about the same thing, except for I try and rank almost all of them. The ones that I think are really, really total garbage, I don't even print out. Um, I did print out some that I thought were on the board. I I printed out some that I thought were garbage that I thought Lexi might like. So that was a... Ooh, thank you. (laughs) None of those made our list, though, so it was okay. Um, Anyway, so yeah, let's get get started. Um, So my... We're gonna... we, we, we should mention that between the two of us, we had eight games in common, right? Twelve games in common. Twelve games in common. Right, sorry. Yeah. For our top 20. No, that doesn't add up. No, you're right. Eight games in eight common. Eight games in common for our top 20. Um, so we have 32 games that um, we both enjoy. Some of them I don't like on Whistle. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so anyway, so we're going to break this up into three episodes, I think. Because yes. we don't want to bore you to death. Yeah. So yeah, so so starting off, my number twenty, we're gonna is much higher on Lexi's list, so we're not gonna talk about that. But you, you're not gonna mention it. No, I'm not even gonna tell you. Oh, what it is. you don't even tell what it is. Okay, I didn't know this. Um, Will is apparently following the Tom Vassell rules of board game. No, I'm just ta- okay. yeah. Tom Vassell does that for his top tens, but I, I just think it's an interesting system. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> what do you mean keep going? You, you also your Lexi's number twenty also is higher on my list. Oh yes, I can't tell so you that one either. Straight to my number nineteen. My number 19 is Settlers of Catan. Drum roll. Oh, I should have done drum roll first. <laughs> I like this game too, but I think it was way down on my list, actually. Um, so this is a game I played before I was in. I would ever have called myself into board gaming. I don't know how I discovered it, um, you know, but it was a at the time, you know, I'm in high school or maybe even middle school, I uh, um, spent, you know, $40 or something, an exorbitant amount of money on a board game, and uh, we played the hell out of it, and this has just always been one of my favorites. I still think it's the best trading game ever made. Um, I just adore it. It's just, it's it's so good. And, and, you know, people talk about how, you know, it's not aged well, or, you know, it's too random, there's too much luck involved, but, like, this is a classic that will never leave my list because I just, I just love it so much. I also love Settlers of Catan. The reason it didn't make my list is because I frequently want to play this game and no one will play with me. So I've kind of forgotten about it, frankly. I've forgotten how much I enjoy it. But I really do like Catan. I think this this is not the first German board game I ever played. The first German board game I ever played was Bonanza. Um, also a great trading game. Also a great training game. So, you know, yeah. So I, I don't know what else to say about Settlers. Classic. Oldie but goodie. Love it. That's right. All right, you want to do the next one? Yeah, so you, do you want me to talk about the skip this? So we're skipping Lexi's number 19 and my number 18 to go to Lexi's number 18. My number 18. You got a point, too. I'm blind. Okay, yeah. Got it. Okay, so again, going back to the board game system that I uh, 
randomly took things and, and threw them about uh, close to my top 20. This one was a little bit of a surprise that it made my top 20, but I do really enjoy Telestrations. So if you've never played this game, it you could play it with a pencil and paper and a group of people. Basically, um, I don't know. What's... Oh, so it's, it's, it's drawing telephone. Right. Drawing telephone is a great way to do it. You draw something, pass it to your left, and they interpret what you drew in words. And then you pass that to their left, and they interpret the words as a picture. And so on and so forth. I love this game. It's always a great time. The good thing about this game is we can play it with my family, who um, my brother and sister are huge board gamers, but my parents and my grandparents can even participate in this game, um, and they're not board gamers. <laughs> yes. And th- this is a game that's definitely, it's one of those games that's made better by people who are bad at it. Yes. <laughs> the worse the artist, the better the game. Yeah. Um, my favorite, should I tell my favorite? Yes. Culture? Okay. Um, my Auntie Joanne, who gets a shout out right now. I claim she's a terrible artist, but she is definitely the best person to play this game with. She, <laughs> my brother had had draw had written Saturday Night Fever as his word or his phrase, and um or no wait that's right. he he drawn he drawn Saturday, Saturday Night Fever as a phrase, and she interpreted his picture, which was a man holding a half drawn guitar guitar because he hadn't finished it yet, and a disco ball above as. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and he drew a calendar circling Saturday. She interpreted that that as sexy Saturday with the man with a bum paddle. <laughs> My favorite comment ever. Yeah. It, so yeah, great game. Yeah, I I also love this game. I didn't put it on my list because it's it's, it's too mainstream for you probably. No, it's just much more of an activity than a game. We yeah. never score at the end. No. It's much de- totally fun. It it but literally no, I never laugh harder at any game than this one. Yep. So anyway, it's yeah. a great choice. Okay. Do you want um, to do your next? So my number seventeen is Vegas Showdown. I I really like Vegas Showdown. It was twenty three, I think, on my list, so it narrowly missed the top twenty. Right. Yeah. So on. Um, yeah. So I. Good choice. I'm glad you like it. Uh, so, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I am a sucker for auctions. You'll you'll yes. notice that as my list goes through. But so this this one has a clever auction that's also used in another game that I like. Um, Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> but it's it's a really, really fun game. It's really fun to, like, build your casino. It's a nice little puzzle there. And then also just, like, battling the wits, battle of wits of determining which ones are more valuable to you at that time. And then, um, and really kind of, uh, it's, I don't know, it's just a, it's it, just a great game. I really like it. Yeah. I like a little bit that it has, you know, some puzzliness to it. You have to, you know, attach things to each other that relate to one another but also make sure you have room in your to build your casino um on the board which is also similar to another game that you've mm-hmm. is spoilers anyway <laughs> um yeah I, I also love auction games so i don't mm-hmm. think i my list is as heavily auction game friendly mine's probably silly games or uh well you'll see mm-hmm. but great game great tons game. of fun great theme building a casino you can't beat that yeah. anyway um that's vegas showdown uh, okay, my next, um, what is it, my number 17? Yes. Is Spyrium, which I'm surprised did not make it on Will's list. Uh, yes. This game, I think it came out last year, maybe? Or two years ago? Yeah. Pretty recently. Very recently. Pretty recently. Yeah, very recently. Um, and I think I hated this game the first time I played it. Maybe because I wasn't pay at, paying attention to it. I, I don't know what happened. But anyway, this game is one of the... It's kind of an engine builder game. Yep. Um, you get your engine going and you, uh, you know, you you collect Spyrium and you 
I don't know, build more buildings. It it's really just an engine builder. I enjoy it though. Yes. So I I, I adore I love engine builders. This one is a quick one. It's got a very clever worker placement aspect where there's yes. kind of this grid where you're putting your workers out and you're you want to put them between two cards you might want. Um, and so it kind of has. I really like the. You know, kind of hedging part. your bets part of the game. You're yes. putting your worker between two cards, so you may want to buy either one of those cards, or you may just putting, be putting your worker next to a really popular card, which you can pick up to get money. Yes. Um, so and then other people are doing the same, so you have to kind of like, are they going to buy this card, or do I wait it out? Or Yeah, right. it, it's good. It's yeah. like a mind games game. Yes. In and addition it, to worker, I mean, uh, engine building. Right. It's a, it's a worker placement engine builder. It's really, so two great genres. It's definitely one of my all-time favorites. It's also very quick. It's just a great game. Oh, it's an awesome game. It should, almost, I was surprised it was not in my top 20 when Lexi brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend playing that one. Okay. Yes. You want to announce 16? Okay. So number 16. Oh, no, wait. You... Yep. No, oh, yeah, my yeah. Num- right. My number 16, which was Lexi's number 19. That's right. Is Rolling Japan. Yeah. This one's fun. <laughs> yeah. So this is a this is a great game. This is a, I said a great game for about all these I, games. I would describe it as take it easy with um, a Japan theme. <laughs> I don't know. Japanese yes. theme. Exactly. So it's, it's de- totally multiplayer solitaire. You roll some dice and then everybody decides what to do with those dice on their map. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to get the numbers to... Uh, numbers can't be next to each other unless they're within one of each other. It's sort of Sudoku-esque. Sort yeah. of. Sort of Sudoku-esque, yeah. Sort of a little bit. Definitely very puzzly. Yeah. Um, very very brutal kind of. Oh, you never are going to have... You're never going to be perfect, and you're not even going to be close, probably. Hence the take-it-easy portion. <laughs> yeah. So it's... it's um, I, I, I just... I really, really like it. I think it's my... You know, of all the super quick fillers, it is probably my favorite i think it's my favorite if i look through my list yeah, yeah. um it's definitely if, if i've got 10 minutes to play a game i want to play that one You'll, so it's great spoilers but this is not my favorite filler <laughs> <laughs> yeah but a great one it's a great one okay um rolling japan that was the game right rolling <laughs> japan uh my my 16 was a game called to court the king which weirdly this made it to my top 20 i apparently adored this game when i played it once at lobster trap last year um and will said oh i should probably buy this because i think it's been in my top 22 years in a row and i haven't played it since last year i really enjoyed this when i played it 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 reminded me of kingsburg which is one of my favorite games Hmm. um i don't know why it reminded me of that yeah you're kind of like building a combo of dice yeah yeah dice combos um i mean it's a little it's different than kingsburg Uh, but It's it's less worker placement y but yeah, so Will's the, played it online, I think, before before you yes, played it with I, me. So I played it a bunch of times online and then I decided it was like, well I wanna play this in person while I'll play it with Lexi. I figure it was quick to teach. Like even more fun in person than it is online. Really fun. Kind of a dice engine builder almost. Yeah. And we um, played it two player, which I really um, we look for games that are two player, so a lot of my top ones are games that we can play kind of speed two player. I think. Right. You'll so see that theme. Quick and I. two player. So this one, the only reason we haven't bought it yet is because Favor of the Pharaoh, which is Tom Lehman's redo of this game, is coming out. That's way high on my Christmas list. I'm hoping to hope. Hopefully, I'll get it, and if I don't, I'll probably just buy it after Christmas. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is a this is a great one. Definitely going to be in our collection soon, <laughs> or at least the Favor. Hopefully, Favor. We haven't actually played Favor of the Pharaoh, no. so hopefully that one's good. But that game was to court the king. Excellent. Dice game. So, Will? Oh, yeah. So, this next is me. So, my number 15 is uh, World Without End. Um, World Without End, I played, I think we played it the first Lobster Lobster, Trap we went to. Yeah, the first Lobster Trap. World Without End is, 
what is it? It's just a strategy game. It's based yeah. on a book, based on the book, I guess, the Ken sequel Follett. to Ken Follett's sequel to Pillars of the Earth. Which I've, um, we've, neither of us have read. Neither of us have read. It doesn't, didn't, didn't end up mattering. Um, we also love, we also like Pillars of the Earth oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, great. Also, but another great game. both of us rate this game more highly than Pillars of the Earth. Right. So I, I felt Pillars of the Earth, it's an interesting, uh, it's, it's a definitely a, a well-made and interesting worker placement. Worker placement isn't my favorite genre. I don't think it's at all on my list, honestly. Spirium was, is probably the closest thing to worker placements that I like. Um, World Without End is more of just kind of a general strategy game. You're kind of, it's very tactical. You get these event cards where you kind of have to pick what goods you want. Um, and then it's also got a lot of hand management. You have this big hand right. of actions you can do, and you're trying to decide which ones you're going to do this time. And you also have to, you always have to discard one when you play one. Right. So you have to, you're having to like decide what am I going to do? What can I, what can I wait out and decide later? What do I need to discard right now? Um, and can never get. Uh, so it's interesting. I, I I really like it. Also, it's brutal events. The game totally changes based on what events come out, like the plague um, and all sorts of right other things like that related to the theme. Yeah, and so it's kind of a it's kind of a try and get as eke out as many points as you can while dealing with constant problems that are happening. Basically, um, I, yeah, it's a I, tight one. Yeah, it's a tight yeah it's a tight game. I really like it. Um, I also really like it. I think it was in like my it was in my top forty for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Yep. No, you you said it all. Yeah, world without end. Right, world without end. Um, so again, going back to the two-player uh, quick games that we play together, um, number fifteen is Lost Cities. Uh, this game's great. I mean, it's a, it's a quick one. I, I don't even know. It's a, I don't even know how to describe this one. You, you take cards and you. It's kind of another take it easy game, right? You can't. No, not really, because I can steal stuff from you. Go ahead. Do you want to describe it? Sure. It's a. Uh, it's <laughs> very. It's a. Yeah. It's a Reiner Knizia, um, like just two-player card game, and really all you're doing. The the big um, tension here is when you discard a card, your opponent can pick up that card. So you don't want to discard something that might help them, um, but you don't also want. But frequently you do need to discard cards because you don't want to. You don't always want to play a card because if you play any a card that's. Once you've played a card of a certain color, you can't play any number that's higher than right. that card for that color. Right. So there's kind of this tension about what cards to play, what cards to discard. Um, it's even more interesting than that because um, the game ends when the deck runs out. But since you can draw cards from the discard, you can actually slow the game down by doing that right. instead of drawing from the deck. But it helps your partner, as well, your, the, your opponent as well. Yes. So it's kind of, yeah. I don't know. So it's, it's a two-player it's it's fun. Uh, I don't know. It's super fun. It's super interesting. It's definitely. I think it's my favorite two player game that only plays two players. Yeah. I have a lot of games that I like that work with two players. That's the only one. That's a two player only game that two I just only. really like. It's super short. You I, always I, bring that game. I bring it everywhere. Yeah. I, well, I I'm a, I'm an early riser. I'll wake up at seven in the morning and no one else will be awake. And the first person that wakes up, we play Lost Cities. Yeah. Almost true. every trip I go on. I think the first time I played Lost Cities was the was with Joe Huber in an airport, and I did not understand at all the point scoring system, and I ended up with, like, negative 600 or something, because I didn't realize the hands multiplied your negative numbers. Yes. Yeah. Terrible mistake. Anyway. Yeah, yeah it's an interesting game. It's a fun game. It's especially funny when things go negative, which is definitely yeah. unique. That's Lost Cities. Lost Cities. Um, my number 14... Is also Lexi's number fourteen. What do you do? You want to? Uh, no, you can announce it. All right, this game is Glass Road. Did this come out last year? What a coincidence! Um, Again, no, a, I think this is two years ago. Another again. one we played at Lobster Trap a couple years yes. ago. Um, 
the the reason I picked this game is because Will and I again play this one a lot. Two player kind of I call it speed glass road. Right. So the cool mechanic in this one is that you have a bunch of resources and you have a dial where you can um you can upgrade your resources sort of. Is that the right way to say it? Uh, or you, you convert them, I yes, guess. Yes, you convert them. You convert them based on where the dial the dial position. So and ultimately the ultimate resource you want to produce is glass. Right. Um, I mean, there's strategies that you can avoid that, but, mm-hmm. but yeah. So is it an engine builder? Is that how you describe this? I one? would say it's yeah. definitely an engine builder. Engine it's, builder. it's kind of a, I talk, I talk about this like a, it's like an engine builder out of a shotgun. It's like the fastest engine builder ever. Oh, yeah. You get, you get, build a few buildings that'll convert resources and make your little engine. And then the game is over before you even know it. It's a, uh, it literally is four turns. The entire game is That's four right. turns and you get to build, you get to play a bunch of car. Well, I guess it's four rounds. You play a bunch of cards on every round and you have to choose which ones you're playing and then also you get to keep take a couple extra cards in your hand that you're hoping your opponent will play that's right that's and you right. get a bonus if they play that card and actually even they get a negative if you play that card yeah. <laughs> if have, you have that card in your hand so we haven't played this in a while yeah we need to play that again it's definitely um yeah it's one of my one of my all-time favorites it's, it's a fantastic engine builder it's probably um it's one of the best. It feels like you're getting a lot of bang for your buck with this game, I yeah, think. It yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for, for money and for a minute. Right. Uh, you know, gla- that was Glass Road. Yep. Okay, my number 13 is very slightly higher on Lexi's list. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about her number 13 first. Okay. Um, so my number 13 is a um, is Hanabi, which... Um, What's the game? What's the word I'm looking for? Co-op like pandemic. Thank you. <laughs> I'm holding the dog, so she's distracting me. Um, is a co-op game, um, and this one's really fun because it's very simple to teach, and it's great with a crowd or n- not a huge crowd, but your family mm-hmm. sized crowd. Um, so what you do is it's kind of like Indian poker, where you put cards, um, you face cards away from yourselves, and people are tr- other people at the table are trying to get you to play the correct cards or you're, you're trying to get everyone to play the correct cards um it's just a lot of fun i mean there's not much else to it right mm-hmm. um you're trying to make a great firework show not very thematic but uh yes it, it's a great one yeah so it, yeah so in terms of co-ops i find co-ops tend to be extremely thematic and yes. this one is definitely the opposite yeah. it's almost completely lacking in theme but it's got because it's so it feels very unique because you're facing the cards away from you which you almost never do in no, board games cool. and you're trying to like kind of puzzle through the best way to give hints and it's it's even better than that because you're trying to kind of like give more of a hint than you're really giving them. The right. rules restrict what you can tell people, and you're hoping that they infer the things you want them to infer. Right. And that's s- the frustrating so thing that's, about the game. It's I both frustrating mention. and fun. I, I, I think that's like that's the whole game for me. It's super fun. One of my all-time favorite co-ops. It might have been my highest-rated co-op, which... Oh, no, it was not. It was my second-highest-rated yeah. co-op. Um, didn't make the top 20. Didn't make my top 20, but it's a, a fantastic game. It was definitely my top 20 last year. I've just had a few more games push it out. Yeah. I'd say the most frustrating thing about this game, you play with a group, and you kind of get used to each other, right? I mean, you're you're not allowed to say anything to each other, but you kind of know what you're, the other person's pointing out. But when you play with a completely different r- group, the whole game changes again, and <laughs> it starts over afresh, which is what's kind of cool about Hanabi, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I think that's enough on Hanabi. Uh, so my number 12 is um, Dominion. This is one of the ones that I actually threw out in the 
no way, this is definitely not on my top anything list. Which is sad, because Will loves this game, <laughs> clearly. Um, luckily, despite the fact that Lexi dislikes this game, my co-workers adore this game. It is yeah. by far their favorite and game. And my brother. It's one of my brother's favorite and games. And your brother adores this game. So I play this a lot at work. I usually play it probably at least once every time I see your brother. Um, this might be... This is definitely one of my most played games. It might be my second or third most played game ever. Um, it's... I mean, I, you know, just can't... This is also an engine builder. I know the engine builder you're going to hear a lot. explain why I don't like it after... You, you may or ex- would you like to explain the game first? You explain why you don't like it okay. first, and then I'll talk about how much okay. I love it. The reason I don't like the game is because um, it's a deck builder, and I do enjoy deck builders. The reason I don't like this drafting game... Is, or is it sort of... It's not a drafting game. No, you pick from a pile. Building, yeah. yeah, it's just a deck builder. Um, the reason I don't like it is because there's so many cards, and I cannot possibly ever know all the cards. And that's... I think what you like about it, right? Yes. Is that you have to come up with a new strategy every time. Um, but to me, it's laborious to read all, how many, 20 cards every time and then figure out which ones are good for each other on the fly. I almost always mess it up and feel like, oh, shoot, I just now figured out the right strategy, you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. that is why I don't like it. I find it frustrating. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, that's exactly why I like it. The best part of this game is that it's completely different every time. What strategy is good and what strategy is bad depends, ma- like, completely changes based on what 10 cards are out there. Even one card that may seem like the best card ever is completely terrible when it's with a different group of cards. Right. Um, it's just, it's so, it's super interesting coming out with the strategy. Almost every time I play it, I come up, I'm like, oh, I've got a good strategy, and I start going with it, and then, you know, five turns and I'm like, oh, I should have gone with a different strategy. That strategy is way better. Yeah, that's what always uh, happens to me. That's why I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you can fix your strategy a little bit and there's... Sometimes. Um, it definitely... Uh, it definitely has its quirks. It's definitely got lots of problems, honestly. It just, like, doesn't... Sometimes it flows wrong. Sometimes you get a bad set and it's just not fun. Sometimes you're... You know, sometimes it's clunky when everybody gets tons of curses and the game slows down a lot. That's the other thing It takes a long time like. to set up, but it doesn't matter. It's worth all of that. It is a fantastic game. It's well... It definitely deserves to be in the top 20 or whatever it is on Board Game Geek. It is a fantastic game. Must play for every single board gamer out there. Dominion. Yeah. That's a good every once in a while. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you're number, num- your number 12. Oh yeah, my number 12, which was also Will's number 13, 13. not very far behind, is Ricochet Robots. Um, this game's just super fun. It's basically a puzzle. Um, and you can play this with infinite players. You're staring at... Um, you have four different robots and multiple targets on the, on the board um, where the robots are trying to get. And the robots bounce off walls. They literally ricochet off things and, um, you know, about face, depending on what they hit. Um, or bounce off, I guess. Yeah. Will shaking his head. No. So, anyway, it, it's about moving robots to targets um, just by staring at the board. There's no moving pieces, literally. Um, and, I mean, it's a huge puzzle. I don't know what you can not like about it. It's great. I mean, it's very intimidating to play um, the first time around. I used to watch people playing this at lunch or cookie time or something and I would stand really far back and had no idea what they were trying to do while they all just crowded around this board um and then the first time I played I really liked it um Danny's trying to get in on this conversation I think did you hear that <laughs> yes oh, oh okay Danny marks um so uh I, I also adore this game. I like it for all the same reasons Lexi likes it. It's just like a fun puzzle. It's, uh, you know, it's cool because it goes like, you know, you can practically play it one to infinite players. You just like, so it's, int- it, it, and it can be quick too. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a game that fits 
like every niche you can kind of just play it, pull it out whenever um it's it is definitely incredibly intimidating at first yes. and a really good player of this will make it so that other really bad players basically don't even get to play yeah. which is a little bit bad that um is. i happen to be an okay player so i've never had that problem but it is super i'm not even great i just i kind of enjoy it like if i get one i'm happy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is a little embarrassing but it's it, it is it is just a super fun puzzle puzzle though yeah. and it, definitely one of my favorites and um yeah i mean it, and it just fits it always fits this is another one you bring everywhere and will actually brought this accidentally to the airport and dropped all the pieces on no no, no i brought it to i brought it on a on a dinner cruise oh you brought it on a dinner cruise and you lost that's how you lost the piece yeah i lost one piece oh. i lost the piece at home though actually i was taking it out of my trunk after that and a piece fell and all the pieces fell on the ground out of my trunk it fell out of the trunk and it was just a disaster and it never never found one of the pieces it's somewhere in the garage depressing yep anyway that was the uh but that's the that was 12 games real quick so that was the um that's our uh that's the podcast we we will bring you another exciting installment of this next time um and hopefully at some point we'll talk about lobster trap hopefully hopefully (laughs) we get there all right thanks for listening Thank you for listening. Bye.